Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur and mom of two. As women, we are so much more than just one thing. We're wives, moms, entrepreneurs, side hustlers, and dreamers with goals and ambition. On this podcast, we'll talk about everything from juggling family, work, and fun to making your dreams a reality through simple, effective marketing strategies, all designed specifically for the busy mom who doesn't have a lot of extra time. So whether you're just getting started or already have an established business, there's something here for you. If you're ready to take on the challenge of becoming your own boss and making your dreams a reality, then let's get started because this girl means business. Hey friend, and welcome to episode 202 of the Girl Means Business podcast. Really quickly, I just want to say I apologize in advance for any vocal issues in this episode. I am coming off of a cold. I put off recording this episode for as long as I could, but you might hear a little bit of throat clearing, a couple coughs here and there. So just bear with me. We're all dealing with the stupid beginning of the year weather that leads to colds and coughs and all the things. My daughter had it first, then I got it, just trying to keep the rest of the house from getting it. Um, But either way, I am really excited for our episode today because we're talking all about brand archetypes. Now, you may be thinking to yourself, what the heck is a brand archetype? And is this really something I need to be spending my time and energy on? Yes. So if you have followed the podcast or followed me on Instagram for any amount of time, you know that I really, really love personality types. I really love getting a good understanding of who I am as a person so that I can become the best version of myself, so that I can understand why I do the things I do. And it also helps me to understand the people around me. So when I bring in coaching clients, one of the first things I ask them is, what is your Enneagram type? Because knowing those things about somebody else is really helpful in understanding how they process things, how they understand things, how they view things. And so when it comes to your business, Knowing your brand archetype is like knowing the Enneagram type for your business. It's like saying, okay, who is my business as a person and how can I best use that information to really lean into how I market my business, how I'm putting myself out there? Because a lot of times when I hear people say, I'm doing all the things and that thing's working, it all comes down to the simple fact that you're not having a clear enough message in who you are as a brand and who you serve as an audience. And so knowing your brand archetype is one step closer to getting that clarity around who your brand is so that when someone comes across your brand, it is like an instant yes or an instant no. That is what you want from your audience. You don't want them to be like, "Mm, I could take it or leave it. You want it to be, I love it or it's not for me. And so knowing your brain archetype and really leaning into that archetype for your marketing, your messaging, all the things you're putting out into the world can help make it easier for your audience to decide, is this for me? Is it not? And they have a very clear idea of who you are as a brand and how you can serve them. Now, the idea of archetypes is not brand new. We see this in film and television all the time. Um, books. If you are an avid reader or you watch a lot of TV shows or movies, you can 
typically pick out the archetypes in these um, elements. So you'll be watching, for example, let's go with like the traditional Hallmark Christmas movie. There are certain archetypes. There is the big city girl who moves to the small town who is all about her iPhone and she dresses in all black and wears pantsuits or is very professional. That's an archetype. Then you have the small town country boy who, you know, is all about family and tradition and warms up the big city girl's heart and they fall in love. That's an archetype. Or you have the best friend who's goofy and silly and is kind of, you know, the one that's a little bit of an airhead, that's an archetype. So you see these all around, and they typically come from this idea that as humans, we have basic desires and needs that these archetypes fulfill. So things like power, intimacy, enjoyment, belonging, control, safety, freedom, these are all things that we desire as humans. And so these archetypes fulfill those desires in some way. Now, in full transparency, when I first heard about brand archetypes, it was a similar to reaction, a similar reaction to when I first started learning about, you know, identifying your ideal client. I was like, oh, this is so like beyond what I like, I don't need all of this. This is for like big name brands who have like marketing teams that are doing all these things for them. But the more I really started learning about the power of attraction and what attracts us to certain brands and what creates loyalty within certain brands, it all started to click. And these archetypes really made a lot more sense because it made me understand a little better why we are drawn to these certain brands. So I'm going to go back to a brand that was a big part of my youth, my high school days, and that's Victoria's Secret. So back in the 90s, when I was in high school and getting into college, Victoria's Secret was sort of the end-all be-all when it came to this idea of beauty and femininity and what women should look like. You had the Victoria's Secret angels. You had the catalog that literally I would like wait for the catalog to show up and I would go through and I would find the swimsuits, the jeans, the shirts, the shoes, the jewelry, the all the things that they were selling us as this image of beauty and for women. Victoria's Secret's brand archetype is the lover. And the lover is all about beauty and intimacy and relationships and connection. And they really leaned into this archetype because they wanted to connect with women on a level of, we understand that you desire these things. We're going to show you how our fashion, how our clothing, how our lingerie, how... our vision for what beauty is can help you achieve these things. And it worked because they made millions of dollars off of women wanting to feel the things that they were promising through their products. And so that is what a brand archetype can do is it helps to create this feeling of you have this desire as our audience, you have this need for something, and our brand is going to help you achieve that in some way. One of the questions that always comes up in this conversation is, is the archetype for your brand or is the archetype for your audience? And the answer is it's a little bit of both because you need your brand to appeal to an audience that has the same sort of mentality, the same desires, the same wants and needs. 
So let's say you're a portrait photographer. You are a family portrait photographer. And currently, your style is very kind of everyman archetype. You are appealing to the masses. You're like, I just want to take great family photos. However, you have a desire to really attract the adventure family style. So you want more of the explorer archetype audience. You want families who want to do something really creative, who are willing to travel and go to really cool locations and hike up a mountain to have their photo shoot. Then you need to start creating a brand that is more of the explorer brand. So while the everyman is an archetype, but if you're trying to appeal to an audience that's different than your archetype, you need to adjust your brand archetype to fit your audience's archetype. And I feel like this should be a drinking game. Every time I say archetype, archetype, take a shot. Um, not really. Please don't do that. But uh, maybe just like of water. Be healthy. Um, but all that to say is you have to kind of find this balance of this is what my brand is, but this is who my audience is. And if there's a disconnect there, then you need to either adjust who your audience is or who or what brand archetype you are falling into. Okay. So if that's already making your head spin, let's just start talking about some of the archetypes out there that I think most of y'all will fall into, and then we can kind of clarify some of this a little bit through that process. So the first one is the outlaw or the rebel archetype. So this is typically, you think of like Harley Davidson, Virgin Records, like the brands that are just sort of like that tough and we buck society and we don't follow the mainstream flow of trends. That is the outlaw archetype. This is really good for, let's say, brands that are non-traditional brands. So sticking with the photography theme, if you tend to love to photograph like really out of the box ideas or you're, you know, like, I don't want photos of people just smiling at the camera. We're going to do something like really creative and we're going to get really like way edgy with this. Like I always think of outlaw and rebel as like edgy brands. So you're going to be appealing to an audience that is also edgy and creative and very different from just your typical mainstream families or clients. In order to market an outlaw brand, you have to get into the mindset, obviously, of your audience, and you have to think, okay, they are going to go for anything that is anti-mainstream. So whatever, you know, the more traditional corporate or whatever the more traditional companies are doing, you want to do the opposite. If they're going light and bright and airy in their marketing, you want to go dark and moody and edgy. And that's going to appeal to your audience because they are going, ugh, light and bright. Nope, bright colors, neons, pastel, not my thing. But if you're going like jewel tones and dark tones and blacks and browns, they're going to be like, yes, this feels, this feels good to me. If your messaging is all about being non-traditional and not feeling like you always have to fit in, but doing your own thing and blazing your own path and disrupting the industry, they're going to be like, yes, let's get on board. Like this person is speaking my language. That's how you appeal to an outlaw audience as an outlaw brand. 
The next archetype I want to look at is the magician brand. Now, the idea behind the magician brand is that you are creating a transformation for your audience, and the audience of a magician brand is looking for a transformation. They are frustrated. They are stuck. They need someone to come along and go, hey, I can take you from A to Z. I can take you from disorganized and cluttered to organized and feeling like you know where everything in your house is. Or I can take you from feeling sluggish and low energy to feeling confident about yourself and feeling energized all day long. This archetype is really good for health, wellness, beauty industries, like I mentioned, the organizational ones, anything that's going to give your audience some kind of transformation or help them to achieve something that feels far-fetched for them. Now, with the, the magician brand, your, I mean the magi- magician archetype audience, your audience is not necessarily a certain type of, like, how do I say this? It's not a certain lifestyle. So it's not like the outlaw brand where it is targeting people who are, you know, really out there and that's their lifestyle is kind of living this, I want to be different from society. These are going to be more of your everyman audience, but they have a very specific desire. And your goal is to tap into that desire and to show off the fact that you are able to take them through this transformation that they so desperately are wanting in their lives. Okay, the next archetype we want to look at is the lover archetype. So when I mentioned earlier in the episode about the Victoria's Secret brand, that is the lover brand. The idea of the lover is that they are focusing on the beauty in the world, and they're tapping into this this need to feel loved and wanted and appreciated and seen and attractive in some form or fashion. Now, Going back to the idea that, yes, this is going to fit in with your your typical like Victoria's Secrets, your fragrance brands, your beauty brands, but I looked at this from a lens of a photographer, and I thought the Lover brand is perfect for wedding photographers who are focusing on this idea of you want your wedding day to feel romantic and beautiful and like everything you've seen in a fairy tale or on Pinterest, that's the lover brand is that I can help you achieve that look and that feeling. And then on the flip side, you have the idea of like boudoir photography. Boudoir photography could fall into an outlaw brand if you're going for a really edgy, dark, moody, different, um, outside the box type style. But if you're the type of boudoir photographer who's like, I focus on making you feel and look amazing and beautiful and recapture that idea that you are beautiful just as you are. Um, There's a lot of boudoir photographers who do a very bright, light, airy, romantic style, and that is very much the lover archetype. So as you can see here, there's two of the exact same um, industries, photography, doing boudoir, or doing wedding photography, but if you have an outlaw brand versus a lover brand, it's going to be a very different messaging, very different marketing, very different stylistic approach to how you show off your work, but you're reaching or ultimately the same goal with your business. You're just doing it in two totally different styles with two totally different audiences. 
Another perfect example of this sort of comparison is the explorer archetype. So the explorer archetype is one we typically associate with like outdoor. um... Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. North Face and things like that, where it's about and Patagonia, where it's all about like being ex- explorers and getting out into the world and being adventurous. And I see a lot of wedding photographers kind of getting into this archetype of like adventure photography or, you know, elopement um, sessions. And their whole brand is built around let's get outdoors, let's go somewhere really interesting and cool, and let's do a photo shoot, um, you know, on a mountain or on the white sands out in the desert. And let's just create this thing that really matches who you are as a couple who like to be out exploring the world. And so again, you have this idea that we have two photographers in the same industry of let's, we're photographing weddings, we're photographing couples, but the lover archetype versus the explorer archetype is going to have very different messaging and very different branding around it. And you are reaching a very different audience because the bride who wants the beautiful dress inside of a gorgeous venue, very traditional style is not going to be responding to the same messaging and the same branding as the bride who says, no, let's take our wedding outdoors. Let's go out to the mountains. Let's have our wedding on the side of a cliff at the Grand Canyon. Those are two very different brides and they both exist. But if your messaging and your archetype fits one versus the other, you have to lean into that. You have to lean into that messaging. If you are trying to appeal to both, your messaging is going to be all over the place and you're not going to attract either one because they don't feel like you get them. That is sort of the whole point of understanding your archetype is you want someone to come across your brand and go, holy crap, this person gets me. They get who I am beyond just being like a a bride in this case. They get that I am not just a bride, that I am someone who wants adventure and excitement and something different that matches my personality and my style. And my personality and my style may not be in a church with a long white veil flowing behind me in a traditional ceremony. 
But if you are a wedding photographer and you are trying to do it all and you're trying to be like, well, I can be the traditional photographer and the adventure photographer and the romantic photographer and the edgy outlaw photographer, you're not really appealing to anybody. So that's why I feel like it's so important to understand your brand personality, your brand archetype, so that you can say, this is who I am as a brand. This is who I attract. And it does go back to the idea of your um, ideal client. It all ties in together because if your ideal audience is going, I want romantic and I want tradition, but you're over here going, but I want to take you out into the side of a mountain you're going to have a disconnect. And the whole goal is to have your brand archetype and your audience archetype line up perfectly. Another question that gets asked often is, can you be more than one archetype if they are similarly related? So for example, the other day on my Instagram, when I was talking about these archetypes, I had someone message me and she said, okay, I feel like that I have narrowed it down to like four archetypes that I could be. And can I be all four? So she is a lifestyle blogger. She talks a lot about um, sort of more the influencer type. She talks about mom life and home, you know, home things and recipes and all this kind of stuff. She's also into photography and travel. So she said, well, I feel like I fall into the idea of the creator because I love helping women to sort of break out of their um, rut with being creative and finding ways to tap into their creative side, whether it's through art or photography or creating, making something. She's like, but I also feel like I could be the everyman because I do want to appeal to kind of the masses of this idea of moms in general, which is a very generalized category. Then she was like, but I'm also sort of the jester because I like to be funny and and make people laugh. And I post humorous things about mom life and, um, you know, being a, a woman in the, in the world today. And then she said, but I also feel like I could be an explorer because I love to travel and I talk about our travels. And I had to respond and say, it sounds like you have a little bit of an identity crisis because yes, as, as humans, we are all those things. We are you know, an explorer, a creator, an everyman, a, a jester, a hero, an outlaw. We can be all those things as people. But as a brand, you need to identify with one because otherwise it's just overwhelming and confusing. And I've used this example when I talk about, you know, the idea of who your ideal client is. And it's the idea that you go into a restaurant and you have this restaurant that you absolutely love. It's your favorite restaurant. And you really fell in love with it because of their burgers. They make incredible burgers. It's your favorite place to go for burgers. And so you tell all your friends about it and you take your friends for lunch one day and you're like, oh, you're going to love it. It has the best burgers. And you get there and all of a sudden they're like, you know, we know you like our burgers, but how about you try our tacos? Because today we're only selling tacos. And you're like, oh, okay. Well, I really came here for the burger but I'll try the tacos. The tacos are okay. And you're like, "Eh, okay, well, we'll come back another time when you are selling burgers again. So you come back another time. And this time, instead of selling burgers or tacos, they're selling pizza. And you're like, wait a minute. I really liked you for your burgers. What are you doing? The same thing goes for your content. And this is why having this archetype and sticking to one archetype, one ideal client, one archetype audience is so important because you become known 
for something. And if you're constantly changing what you're talking about, it's very confusing for your audience. If they're coming to your page and one day you're talking about organizational tips for your your kitchen, they're like, yes, this girl knows her organizational tips. I want to be here for her organizational tips. But the next day you're talking about your Disney vacation and how to plan a Disney vacation. And then the next day you're talking about recipes. Your audience is going to be like, what the heck? I I don't really know what I'm going to get when I come to your page. So I don't know that I this is too much for me to keep up with. Like I'm going to go somewhere else. That is why we love to follow accounts that have a very specific place and topic and role. They stay in their lane and having or understanding your archetype helps you to stay in your lane because staying in your lane means that people are going to flock to you because they know exactly what they're going to get every single time. They're going to get specific content. They're going to get a specific voice and vibe and message from you. And that's what's going to appeal to them. Now, I know that that can feel a little limiting, but here's the thing. It's not. And coming from someone who's an Enneagram 7 and the idea of being put into a box and having to stay in one place is terrifying. It's actually very, very freeing to go, you know what? I don't have to try to do 5 million things. I can just focus on this thing, this area of expertise that I have, and I can roll with that. Going back to the idea of photography, if you are like, I am someone who absolutely loves traveling and I love the idea of taking a family out and doing something really creative with them, thinking outside the box, doing something very different, then roll with that. That becomes what you are known for. Now, does that mean that that you might have someone who calls you and says, hey, you know, I know you do these really cool adventure sessions, but could you also just come take a couple pictures of our family like in the park and just do like a mini session for us or whatever. And you can say, yes, does it have to go on to your marketing? No. Does it need to go on your website? Absolutely not. But you can still do those things. You just do them in the background. You do them a little bit quieter. So you're not boxing yourself in. You're just creating an identity for your brand so that people have an identity that they can connect to and go, this is who I go to when I want this certain thing. This is the restaurant I go to when I want a really great burger. This is the photographer I go to when I want to do something really creative. This is the shop that I go buy from when I want a really great pair of jeans. Become known for that thing, and then you will see growth. You will start to feel like you are connecting with your audience so much stronger, and it's going to make a huge difference in how you are able to focus on creating brand messaging and strategy that's going to take your business and completely skyrocket it. Okay, so I went a little off track today with my with this conversation. My whole plan was to come in and talk about the different types of archetypes. However, I really felt like it was important to clarify the purpose behind having an archetype. So if you're interested in learning more, I will very, very quickly run through the 12 archetypes and then I will have a link down in the show notes where you can go and learn more about your specific archetype. So the archetypes are the outlaw, the magician, the hero, the lover, the jester, the everyman, the caregiver, the ruler, the creator, the innocent, 
the sage, and the explorer. So if you want to learn more about those, head down to the show notes and click the link below to find out what your archetype is and how you can start using it to grow your brand. All right, guys, that's it for our show this week. I hope you have a wonderful week. Please take a moment to go and leave a review over on Apple iTunes podcasts so that more people can discover this podcast. You can share your feedback, your thoughts, and of course, head over to my Instagram at Girl Means Business. Let me know what you thought of today's episode. And if you have any questions, please feel free to reach out. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. 